I recently put together a video answering the question, why should we believe the Bible? And in that video, I gave several different things, both from within the Bible and from outside of the Bible, that support the claim that it is not just the ordinary work of man that you would expect in, in a book, but that it is in truth uh, the Word of God. And I mentioned also in that video how that prophecy plays a major role in detecting that it is God who is the one who sourced the words. So what I'd like to do is offer a list, a series of some of the more impressive prophecies that you find in the Bible. Now, as I mentioned previously, it's very difficult to rank these. Uh, and I admit that it is very subjective, right? What really impresses me may not impress you as much. So uh, please be gracious as you, as you listen to the list. We're going to start with number seven and work our way up to number one. But today's video, we're just dealing with number seven. And this will come from Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse number 68. At the end of this chapter, Moses writes, And the Lord shall bring thee into Egypt again with ships, by the way whereof I spake unto thee, thou shalt see it no more again. And there ye shall be sold unto your enemies for bondmen and bondwomen, and no man shall buy you." Now there are several things that you want to see in this verse that I think makes it uh, quite noteworthy. Number one, Moses walked out of Egypt leading the people of Israel, and obviously wandered through the desert for 40 years. Uh, if he were simply taking a stab at what might happen in the future, if he were by himself uh, trying to think of what might happen to the Israelites if they disobey, he would probably say that they would march back into Egypt. For him to say that they'll go again with ships, I don't see why Moses, as a man, would have come up with that conclusion. Now that by itself, that detail by itself may not seem like much to you, but what you have to consider is that Moses is offering details. As a man who's taking a stab at the future and doesn't know what's going to happen, you would say something like, you might go back to Egypt, right? You would use that kind of language. But for him to say, the Lord shall, right? Not maybe, but shall bring thee into Egypt again with ships. Why offer that detail? It certainly supports the idea that God is the one feeding him this information. Now, God had previously commanded the Israelites not to go back into Egypt as it pertains to business uh, dealings. And you see this back in Deuteronomy 17, verse 16. And now as a punishment, the same God who said, don't go that way for business purposes, He is going to take you again that direction. At the end of the verse, it says, And there you should be sold unto your enemies for bondmen and bondwomen, and no man shall buy you. Now, if you look at the history of Israel from about 1450 B.C., which is the time of Deuteronomy 28, until the time of 70 A.D., that's when Israel was destroyed by, by the Romans, there were several times that the Jews did make their way back into Egypt, and several times they were oppressed, they were in captivity. Uh, you read about this in the book of Jeremiah. It's, it's part of Israel's history. But in all of those occasions that they went back into Egypt, they never saw Deuteronomy 28, verse 68 fulfilled. They didn't go back in ships. They weren't sold for bondmen and bondwomen. 
and they didn't have that last part where nobody would buy them. That never happened in all of those years, almost 1,500 years. And then when you get to 70 AD, the Roman general Titus comes in and lays waste to the land of Israel. One of the things Titus did after he laid waste to the land of Israel was to put Jews who were over the age of 17 into ships and sail them into Egypt. And when they got there, they were put into the slave trade and sold on, on the auction block, if you will. And at first, they were sold for bondmen and bondwomen. But after a while, the slave market became so filled with Jews that people stopped buying them and they were forced to then give these people away. So even though they're on the auction block, this prophecy came to pass, no man shall buy you. Now when you look at this verse as a whole, why would Moses say they were going to go in ships? And then also say they'll be part of the slave trade. And then also say, but no man shall buy you. When you put all of those details together, there's no logical reason to think that Moses as a man knew what was going to happen 1,520 years into the future. To me, I don't see any other logical explanation other than God was feeding Moses information about the future, which tells me that Moses was led by God to say these things to the nation of Israel. One thing you want to keep in mind as you uh, listen to me explain these impressive prophecies, uh, I am giving you just a quick peek at the information. I'm not trying to give you a full-blown uh, historical lesson behind the prophecies, but simply bring to your attention that these prophecies do exist and they are worth looking into. And I do believe they support the claim that the men who were behind the writing of the Bible were led and inspired by God. So for me, this comes in at number seven on the list. In the very near future, we'll try to post our next entry on this list of impressive prophecies. If this video has helped, you can click the like button. If you'd like to follow along with our Bible Q&A vlog, you can click subscribe. Feel free to leave a Bible question in the comment section below or visit us on our Facebook page, Bible Baptist Church of Pachastruam. And if you live in town, we'd like to invite you to one of our services, and we hope to see you soon. May God bless, and have a great day further.